Hello and welcome to The Big Review Ski. Thank you for joining us for our latest interview episode. My name is Owen. There's Rory. Hello, Rory. Hello. And I'm actually going to start today, Rory, by mentioning another podcast. I know, controversial. Um, but it is West Cork, which I'm sure many people have listened to uh, after they've listened to The Big Review Ski, of course. Um, it was released back in 2018, and it recounts the story of the murder of Sophie Toscan de Plantier in Skull in County Cork back in 1996. And amazingly, to date, it's actually Audible's most listened to podcast series of all time, which I, I wasn't aware of because it is an excellent series. But the reason I bring that up is because we're about to see the release of not just one, but two documentaries, which are also examining uh, that very story. And today we're here to talk about one of them. So which one are we looking at today, Roy? Today we're looking at the Netflix documentary, which is titled Sophie, A Murder in West Cork. Uh, it's a three-part documentary series uh, that is arriving on Netflix on, I think it's Wednesday, the 30th of June. Uh, it was filmed in West Cork, other parts of Ireland, and in France as well. Um, and today you'll be hearing me talk to uh, three of the people who were involved in this production. Up first um, are two producers from Lightbox, who uh, are behind, uh, they've had some like heavy-hitter documentaries before, um, we recently talked to uh, some of the people who were involved in the Tina Turner documentary. Oh, they yeah. They were behind that. that. Um, uh, and they have a big one coming up about Diana, um, Princess Diana uh, as well. So they, they've got some big... And they were founded by the guy who won the Oscar for producing Man on Wire and I think also Searching for Sugarman, which I know was one of your favorites. Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> These are like, that's an unbelievable CV when it comes to documentary. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, up first is the two producers from Lightbox. And then after uh, after that, you'll hear from uh, Sophie Toscante Plantier's cousin, who's also uh, an executive producer on this as well. So uh, yeah, three people who are heavily involved in in this documentary. Yeah, I suppose the strange thing about this one and this subject matter for a documentary is because, I mean, both of us haven't worked in Joe and, you know, in entertainment for years, you know, there's such, you can tell that there's such a, an appetite out there for like true crime documentaries and things like this. And you'll often report on, uh, I think what was one of the ones, like the most recent ones is like a hotel in uh, LA mm. or something, you know, and, you know, you, you kind of, you report these things without a, a second thought to them. And then suddenly this feels different, obviously, because, um, well, I know we used to holiday in Skull and County Go. It's like one of the most stunningly gorgeous places in the world. Uh, and then the entire uh, entirety of Ireland was just rocked by this news. I remember back in the late 90s when uh, the news broke of this murder. Um, so it's, it's, it's a strange one. And then obviously the timing uh, with the fact that there are two documentaries being released uh, at the same time with what what appears to be like just, you know, very similar subject matter. Because is it Jim Sheridan is responsible for, or he's making the other one, is it? Yeah, he's got a five-part documentary series that's coming to uh, Now and also Sky. And I think that's kicking off Sunday, the 20th of June. So that one comes first. And then this Netflix one arrives on the 30th. Um, yeah, and then there's also... Uh, the people who made HBO's Chernobyl are producing mm. another one, which I think is an adaptation of the the investigators behind the West Cork series itself. So it might be more 
like the Chernobyl, it wouldn't. It might not necessarily be a documentary, but it could be uh, like an investigate, like a fictionalized or a dram- dramatized investigative look into how they kind of did the story of the podcast. Um, so yeah, like it's it's proven to be kind of very fertile ground for people who want to tell the story. Uh, since you know, ever since West Cork, the podcast kind of uh, became massively popular. And yeah, you're right. Like it is because it is so close to home. It is, uh, it is just a bit jarring just to be, just to do this, yeah. but even this right now talking about, it, I'm like, that was right down the road and that's what happened. And that's like terrible. Um, but yeah, like it, it is, it's always, um, I think a lot of people will be talking about this documentary when it live, when it arrives on Netflix, cause people do love this particular genre on there. Um, and the people behind it are just like immensely talented as we've gone through like just a fraction of your CV already. So, yeah. Okay, so this is Rory's chat with two of the producers of Sophie, A Murder in West Cork. This is Suzanne Lavery and Sarah Lambert. Sarah and Suzanne, how are you both doing today? Good. How are you? I'm I'm also good. Um, I've just recently finished uh, your documentary, um, and I have to, I, I guess, like, the very first question is, how were you both introduced to this as opposed, when it came to making it, I guess? Uh, not not just the story in general, but how were you introduced to taking this project on? Um, well, I'm, I'm a staff at Lightbox, and, and as a company, we've been sort of obsessed by the story and sort of chasing access and developing it for a long time. Um, and Sarah is one of our um, favorite freelancers, um, one of the best producers in the business. So when this, you know, when when we got the commission, basically, um, I, I was on a hotline to Sarah immediately because I knew that she was absolutely the woman for the job. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I spoke to uh, Frederic yesterday. Um, lovely man. Uh, he he was very adamant. Um, about the documentary, wanting it almost to be more about Sophie's life that, uh, as much as her death, like not to focus, I guess, too much on on this one thing that was like the abrupt end to her, to her life. Like, but obviously, the the murder is the reason why we're all so interested in this documentary. Is that like a hard balance to strike, knowing that the the hook that's getting people in is this kind of the true the true murder side to it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a I mean, it's something that we discussed a lot as a team, um, particularly with John Dower, the the director. Um, that our whole our whole aspiration for this was similar to Frederick's that we would put Sophie back, um, sort of front and center in her own story and tell her story and her family's story. Um, but obviously, that is difficult when there's an absence there and where we you know, can't speak to Sophie in person. So we work really hard to build a picture of her, a portrait of her as much as we possibly could um, through the people who knew and loved her. And just from the people like uh, the locals in Ireland, everyone just seems to have, seem to have like a very positive, radiant opinion. Or like you can, you can definitely get Sophie's personality almost through the screen. It does seem like someone that if you did see her in that, like it looked like a, a quiet bar in the area. You almost mm. would want to want to conversate with her because she just seemed like a really nice person. Um, but when you're when you're making a movie or the series about 
Sophie and Sophie's family are so heavily involved. Is is that a difficult kind of balancing act itself, knowing that how do I put it? Like that the family are that involved, so it might be difficult to to put across any anything that isn't positive about her. Do you want to get a word in, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just thought you were going to ask that one. No, do you know, I think it is, it's a balance, isn't it? But I think the family came to it with a very open-minded approach and they wanted people to understand Sophie as a whole person. You know, there's a great line in the series from Frederick where he talks about, you know, Sophie having this lovely sunny personality, but she's interested in sort of dark Gothic things. She made, you know, quite out there documentaries, like art house documentaries and things like that. So I think they were, they, I think they've wanted Sophie to be represented for so long and she hasn't been. It's just been these same, you know, five pictures of her that we've all seen that they were very enthusiastic for all of her to be brought to the screen. And I think the reason as well that people speak so warmly about Sophie is because she had spent, she did like a, like an exchange program as a teenager and had spent time in Ireland to learn English. And by all accounts, she seemed to have like loved to chat, like loved being around school, loved getting to know people, loved being friendly. And I think that comes across that she was, interested in getting to know people as well mm-hmm. and we should say as well that um in, in terms of the, your question about sort of awkwardness with the family um although they they really did sort of open their their hearts to us and open their memories to us um they never ever sort of tried to lead us in any particular yeah. editorial direction so there was no there was no sort of deal that you know well if if if, if we work with you then you must, you know, uh, come out thinking Ian Bailey is a hundred percent guilty. There, there was no sort of drive from them to, to mm. push us in any particular direction. Yeah, I, I think that, like, the reason I asked the question is because, like, Ian Bailey himself has already, like, he's come out and he said that he 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 reckons this is uh, what was the word he used? Demonization of him um he he said that like he didn't give any interviews to to this documentary which having watched the documentary i was like aren't you isn't you this is you being interviewed right now in in this house um but it, it does kind of because of the family is involved it, it is a kind of an easy argument to make that well then you must have this opinion that it's in line with the family um but i'd like have you heard in's uh, reaction, I guess, to to the Netflix one, to to this. Well, I think it's important for people to know that Ian actually hasn't seen it. So when he says it's a piece of demonization, that is a presumption. Um, you know, we've showed evidence from both sides, as any filmmakers would. Uh, but when he's saying that, I think he is, yeah, presuming something that he doesn't. He he needs to watch it and then make his opinion. I think. Mm. Um. And just from your time making this, was there any, I guess, I, I think everyone in Ireland has like a, a very kind of almost surface level um, understanding of all the details of this case. Was there anything you learned in particular? Was there one particular uh, fact or one particular even like revelation about Sophie, something that you weren't aware of or in this case that you were like, oh, this was kind of brand new information that, that I wasn't previously aware of? Um, I personally, and I think it will be different for Suzanne and I, I did not know about the bonfire. Um, I wasn't aware of that part of the story. 
Um, and I also wasn't aware of like the changes in Ian and Jill's statements over those sort of initial weeks. That was quite new information for me. Um, what about you, Sue? Um, the Ariane's testimony um, about staying in the in the house, you know, at, at the time of the murder or just after the murder, um, that was new and quite um, shocking to me. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think as you go through the process of, of making series like this, there's always new news and there's always, you know, a different, you know, it depends on, you know, which report you've read or which person's testimony you've read or, you know, which um, interviewee has been most recently spoken to. They all kind of pull you in different directions. And I think we kind of wanted to bring a, a lot of that to the viewer as well, because it is a really complicated case and it is very blurry you know that the, there is as Sarah often says there is no black and white you know it, it's all gray so I think as a viewer you're going through much the same process as we went through as producers in sort of just you know one revelation after another pulling you and pushing you in different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah like I have to congratulate the final product like getting it down one just to three episodes is, is like just in itself some kind of phenomenon because normally when you when you see a documentary series like this you almost expect it to go longer and you manage to make it concise and linear and understandable and there was no point where I was like having to pause it and think to myself wait who was that again and where were they like everything was was laid out so so brilliantly and so understandably so I have to commend uh, that aspect of the documentary for sure and the other thing that I really loved was Sophie is definitely uh, as, as was put like the lead character of this story but I think the other lead character has to be Ireland just West mm. Cork itself yeah it, it was made such a kind of unique individual location um what did you spend much time there at all when you were when this was being put together where this was made um, yeah loads I mean I couldn't tell you how many trips we did to be honest but we spent a lot of time it was really important for us for like the beauty of West Cork to come across because it's an incredible place. So we spent a lot of time filming like scenic shots and GVs and stuff and then making sure we had locations that captured like the spirit of the place. You know, these amazing pubs. We filmed in this amazing pub in Castle Townsend called Lil McCarthy's. We did a couple of interviews there, which is just, you know, a very typical traditional Irish pub. We just wanted to be like exactly what that was. Um, so yeah, we did. We spent quite a lot of time. Obviously, a bit of a gap with COVID. That put a bit of a spanner in the works with six for six months. But we went back and we quarantined and we got on with it. And yeah, I think I think we were able to capture the amazing place that West Cork is. Yeah, there was there was one particular aspect I think was near the I think it was in the first episode. Um was it the 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 vision that Sophie had when she when she had when she took a walk and she saw, is it the woman in white or? The white, white lady. The white lady. Yeah. Like that alone, I was uh, like the second that episode ended, I, I paused and I had to like go out to Google to find out more information about it. Like there's so many interesting tangents uh, like across every yeah. episode that I was, you'd almost be like, this could be its whole old episode. Like just talking about the history yeah. of this, like was, was that because I, I know of the, uh, the kind of kill your darlings idea of like stuff where it's difficult to cut. Was there anything uh, of, of like of note that you're like, we're going to have to lose this because otherwise 
it, we will spin out into like five, six, seven episodes. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think it, it was a really, we had a, an amazing sort of team. We have um, great, great editors. Um, and then there was a sort of really rigorous conversation between John, the director, and Sarah, and myself, and Simon, the other exec. Um, so th- I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure there were, but I think every, everything that's in, you know, was really sort of fought hard to keep its place. Yeah. Um, I think the strongest <laughs> material is definitely in there. Yeah. I would say I would have, if we had more time, I would have liked to uh, look at the Marie Farrell story a bit deeper because I think as a character, she's a very interesting person. Um, but, you know, it's always, there's always, something always ends up, you know, as a journalist, you don't put everything in, you can't. So you just choose what you think is is the strongest and most propulsive material that will take the audience through. And just as a final question with the viewers, having watched the three episodes when it does arrive, what would you like to be like the overarching takeaway at the end of, of the series? Um, well, I think if we've done justice to Sophie herself um, and, and really given, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, it's, it's really nice to hear you say you can imagine her, you know, sitting quietly in the, in the pub. Um, if, if we've kind of brought her, you know, front and centre in the story, um, that would be, you know, mission accomplished in, in many ways, um, sort of showing her as a woman and not as a victim. Fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree with Suzanne. I think that's really important too. Fantastic. Sarah, Suzanne, thank you so much for your time today and best of luck with everything else you're doing going forward. Thanks very much. Thank you. You too. Nice to talk to you. Rory's chat there with Susan Lavery and Sarah Lambert, two of the producers on the brand new Netflix documentary, Sophie, A Murder in West Cork. And Rory, uh, the next guy you chatted to, it's interesting because obviously he's a producer on the documentary, but he's also related uh, to Sophie as well. Yeah, so I chatted to, uh, his name is... um do apologize if I'm saying this incorrectly, Frederic Gazau, I think is how it's said. Apologies again. But yeah, he is an executive producer on this and he uh, was Sophie's cousin, um, which just kind of hammers home again the, the how would I put it? Like, I don't really know how the phrase is even like, it's, it's, I'm so used to talking to people about like, did you enjoy making this film? Um, was, was this a fun project for you? But uh, like how how does he differentiate in his head how to make an entertaining product that he wants the world to see but also it be so close to home for him like I, I it must be very difficult for anyone in that position to like wrap their head around it but he uh he was actually a lovely man to chat to english i don't think was his first language at all uh so there is some slight editing ahead just for the sake of clarity because uh like god bless him he he does try but there are sometimes he just you might not hear it but he gives up and, and answers some of the questions in french you might not hear those answers but uh and i don't speak french so i couldn't i couldn't tell whether he, what his answers were um uh, so this is just for the sake of clarity just going forward if there are any abrupt edits that's why yeah, well, to be fair to Frederick, if I attempted to do an interview in French as my not even my second, third, fourth, or fifth mm. language, um, you know, I I probably wouldn't uh, do fantastic with it. So fair play to him. So Rory, this is uh, the chat with Frederick Gazou on the brand new Netflix documentary Sophie: A Murder in West Cork. Frederick, how are you doing today? 
Fine, fine. I'm a little bit worried, you know, because it's the first time that I'm speaking to um, an Irish journalist about this story, you know, and um, I will try to not say uh, stupidities. So, uh, stupidities. Okay. <laughs> now, like, um, I, I only finished watching the documentary quite late last night. Okay. Um, so. I am curious, like, just for yourself, kind of, if you could tell me maybe the first steps that uh, you took towards when you realized this was a project you wanted wanted to do, wanted to make with Netflix. At the beginning, you know, uh, it was... Um, I uh, began to work on this project a long time ago, but uh, it was not for Netflix and it was not for uh, Lightbox either. It was... Uh, for me, I didn't know because I'm, I'm, I'm writing documentary. I was a producer, so uh, in France, but nobody in France wants to do something about this story. You know, it's uh, it was difficult for me to to to, to find uh, a broadcast to do something about the story, and uh, <clears throat> I think something changed when uh, there is there was a podcast, you know, in uh, in Ireland, and uh, there is a lot of producer wants to do in English Anglo-Saxon country to do something around this story and I, I, I met uh, Simon and Suzanne from Lightbox and uh, and we <coughs> decided to, to work together and uh, it was uh, I want to do it was it was very clear for me at the beginning that my project was to do something Around Sophie, around Sophie to, 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 to take Sophie in the center of the story. You know, it was my cousin. I was very close to her and uh, very close to Sophie and Pialwi. Uh, and uh, we, we were like a trio, you know, a trio because <clears throat> when she divorced uh, and she was. Uh, Better. It was before she, she met uh, uh, Daniel, it was Plantier. Uh, she was the fa- uh, alone and she needed someone to uh, take care of Pierre. And I was a student. So we became very close, very close to the, together. And uh, <clears throat> when she died, it was very, very, because um, you know, in the in, in the film, we say something inside us died this this day, and uh, uh, and during twenty years, I didn't want to to look this part of me. And uh, in um, two thousand sixteen, uh, uh, I decided to write something about the story, and uh, it was about my relation between Sophie, Pierre, and me. And uh, and after it begins to be something about the case, but my main point of view was to talk about uh, Sophie. And uh, Lightbox understands that; they understand that very well. And uh, they, they never um, betrayed me on this point. It was very they, they, they were very really really clear, and then fixed also. To do something with Sophie on, on the center, in the center of the story. So, uh, I, I assume you you must have seen the the finished product like several times over now as as a producer on it. Um, are you happy with the end product? Yes, I'm very happy because you know it's emotional. 
and uh, very emotional. You know, when you see the the first fifteen minutes, you know, <clears throat> it brings me tears out. It was it, it's uh, very powerful, very very powerful. You know, the the, the editing is, is is beautiful, and the 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 music is really emotional. And this, this, for me, it's just, it was the most important things is to do something emotional, emotional. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if, and, and, I, and I know that the story is uh, very powerful because it's about a murder, it's about a country, it's about a, uh, uh, an incredible place with a magnificent landscape. And, you know, it's very rom- Romanesque. And uh, I think that we mixed everything all these ingredients to to, to 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 do something very dynamic, very emotional, very strong. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like this story. Well, it is clear from watching it that like there are some very strong ties all the way through it. Like it's clear that Sophie's family absolutely loved her. It's clear that Sophie also loved uh, the part of Ireland, West Cork, that she that she visited yes. uh, several times. Like before. Um, did she talk to you much about her time in Ireland, like the her impressions of it, and has has that changed at all for you and for your family? Kind of the your opinions of Ireland since then. Uh, I saw many times Sophie taking the the, the airplane to go to her house, but I didn't go with her because at this time I was a student. I didn't have a lot of money to go uh, with her. She she. Uh, uh, offer me to, to go with her, but I didn't have the opportunity. And uh, when I began to work on this project, I went to West Cork in 2018, the first time, yes, like 18 or 19, 18, 18. And I discovered the house, I discovered the, 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 this area, and uh, I was absolutely amazed. And I, I understand why Sophie likes this country, you know. She she was uh, as I say in the in the film she has a very romantic side and and uh, you know we were in the like in entering weight you know it's, uh, with a with a with a moor and uh, the moor uh, mm-hmm. it's um, it's really beautiful and I, and uh, I, I met a lot of people on, uh, during my uh, I, I spent maybe three or four days and I, I made Bill Sullivan and I made uh, Barry Roche and uh, all the people are great you know I, I never see people nice aussi gentil aussi nice uh, yep. than uh, Irish people and it's, it was incredible to see that because I understand why it was a shock for all the community to have this uh, brutal murder in this area because Everything is soft. Everything is uh, is really great. Yes, and I and I, I hope to to go back uh, at the end of the year after the COVID pandemic. Well, it's um, on top of the Netflix documentary. There's also there's the Jim Sheridan um, documentary yes. coming as well, uh, and I believe um, there's some folk at HBO who are working on an adaptation of the West Court yes. thing as well. Are you involved uh, in either or both of those as well? No, I, 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 uh, you know, uh, this, this one is my only 
It was my own, only project. I was I, I was interviewed by the West Coast podcast before the trial, before I signed with Netflix. Uh, uh, I was interviewed by Jennifer and Sam, and uh, I really liked the podcast. But I didn't hear the last one because when I hear my voice, it was although I, I don't want to hear more much more about this. It's uh, I, I, you know I, I, we we worked during two years on this uh, for me three years, but on this uh, with Netflix, and now I want to. To turn the page, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, uh, I, I am waiting for the for the diffusion, you know, the, because I, I I think it's to be an end for me. Um, and uh, and I, but I know about the, the, I know the, the Jim Sheridan project because I've I've met I've met him uh, uh, during the trial and uh, I spoke with Jim Sheridan. He's a, a real brilliant person, person but. Uh, what I have seen is that he didn't know really well the case. You know, it's very. It was my, my, it was my impression. You know, it was my impression that he, 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 he knows a lot of rumor, but he doesn't know the facts, the, the, the real uh, what is in the file. You know, yeah. it's in the file, it's very strong, and and uh, you, you you need to know that before to, to do a, a film. Yes. Yeah, I think that's my opinion. Anyway. Oh, absolutely, sure. Like, is there is there maybe like one particular point or one particular fact or one particular kind of um, takeaway that you want viewers of this Netflix documentary? Is there some is there something at the end you you feel uh, you've accomplished once once viewers have have noticed it or felt it having watched this documentary? What what we really like in the Netflix is how John uh, takes a story and um, mixes the elements, you know, to make something really clear. You know, it's a very, very, very complex story, mm. very complex with a lot of elements, and it was very difficult for for everybody to to say it all these elements to, to the story to, to put to make it clear. It's very difficult, and I think that John and Sarah and all the team do uh, a very accomplished things on, on this uh, side. But for me, my the, the things that I'm very proud is to have found, you know, uh, footage of Sophie, because <clears throat> before the film, we don't have any footage of Sophie. We have only the, you know, the very, the very short film of Jacques Courant and the film of the family during uh, uh, childhood and adolescence, and um, and uh, I, 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 we have we have found something great, you know, to see Sophie, Sophie's talking because we don't have the voice of Sophie since we don't hear the voice of Sophie since uh, her death. We don't hear the voice. And uh, to have found this film and this film in Ireland, in the house, it's for me, it's the things that I'm the most proud of. Yes, yeah, for me, it's. Uh, oh yeah, like it, it. It is a. It's a very. It's just again having watched. Like it is a very powerful. It is a very powerful moment, and it is again. It just kind of ex- it shows again her love of why she was there, and it gives yes. a really good impression of who she was. I think. Yes. Um, and you see, sometimes, and you, 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 there is something about Sophie that 
I didn't remember, but when you see, see, see her moving on the, on the hill, you see that she's a very shy person. You know, she's, she's not very comfortable with the camera. She's, and it, it, it tells something about her character, you know. Mm-hmm. She was very discreet, very... Uh, yes, it was a, a very nice person. You know, I don't say that because it was my cousin, but uh, she has a, a very sense of discretion and modesty. Uh, and just one one final question, if that's okay, and I understand it must be it's a, it's a tricky topic. Um, uh, Ian Bailey has already discussed his reaction to it. Uh, yes, I, I read, I read, I read. Because I don't know Joe, so I I, I put I read on on. I want to t- to talk about this. You know, yeah, it's not uh, personally. I'm involved in this project because I wanted to talk about Sophie, and uh, it was not. I have personally no animosity, no hates towards Ian Bailey. I didn't know him. I never spoke to him. I've seen him when I was in Westcom. I would go to the EP Mark and I wanted to so, to see mm-hmm. the man. But I have no personal feeling for against Ian Bailey. The only thing that we are waiting for is justice. Justice for a woman who had been brutal murdered in a remote era in Ireland. But, you know, Bailey is only a character of this story. It's not, I have no, um, if, if I had hate on animosity, animosity toward Barry, I, w- I didn't do this film because I didn't want to, to, to see him in front of the camera. It would to be sure. too, too, too difficult for me. But, I think uh, it's an element of the story. So, voilà. Don't, 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 uh, that's what, what, what I want to, to answer to Bailey. Yes. No, no. Like I, I, I understand that completely. Like it, like it is. Like I said, it does do a fantastic job of of making Sophie the center of the story. I just the one particular point of Bailey's reaction was that he said he didn't give an interview for this documentary, but it does seem. He did give quite a lengthy interview yes, for this documentary. So it, yeah. it, he 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 quoted saying, "I didn't uh, do an interview for the Netflix documentary," but he quite obviously did. He did. He did. Yes, he did. And uh, you know, if he didn't, uh, the documentary would be would, would, would be impossible. You know, it's a character of the story. So. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the, of the interview, we are, uh, we have confidence. We are, we trust in facts, you know, and uh, um, so we can he can speak in during in this documentary. But there is very f- the, um, strong fact, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and it's not my. Uh, it's it's uh, I mean, we said in English to be to be very clear. You know, uh, ça ne m'appartient pas de dire si Bailey est coupable ou non. Ce n'est pas mon, mon ma fonction. Je, moi, je, uh, I didn't want to do a movie where we say Bailey did it, Bailey did it. It's you know, it's uh, the, the the matter of justice. It's it's, it's just, the, to, to the justice to say that Bailey is 
guilty or not. Uh, well, Frederick, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I hope, and, uh, you, I hope you do make it. I hope you, you do make it back over to Ireland before too long. Uh, I, I will love it. It's a so beautiful country. You know, it's, I, I, I really love Ireland. Fantastic! It's great to hear it. Uh, thank you again for your time today. Um, thank you very much. I will. I will let you go. Okay. Perfect. Rory chatting to Frederick Gazzo, executive producer on the brand new documentary coming to Netflix. Um, so yeah, Rory, you said that's coming out when? That one is arriving Wednesday, 30th of June on Netflix. Uh, if you want to get, um, I guess, every aspect of it, there's also the the Jim Sheridan one arriving on now on Sky. That's available from Sunday the 20th. Um, I'm not sure when the HBO one is coming. I think it's still in pre-production and just of course just the west cork podcast itself um that's been around for a while now. i think it was only recently made available on apple and spotify and stuff so yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff out there for for anyone who um kind of wants to get every angle of this story available okay good stuff so uh once again that's sophie a murder in west cork coming to netflix very very soon 30th of june uh roy thank you as ever uh thank you to sound paul on sound and thank you to everybody for listening and if you like what you hear please do subscribe to the show so you can get the big review ski straight into wherever it is you get your podcast wherever you get them we promise we'll be there waiting to say hello hello Hello. uh but now we'll say bye-bye bye-bye goodbye